Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Reality TV and Me. I'm your host, Kirsty, as always, and this is a very special episode. It's my 40th episode. I've uh, decided to take a couple weeks off after this ep just to settle in and appreciate these last 40 episodes, about seven months of recording. It's been so much fun. Thank you to everyone who's listened. I really, really appreciate it. And in honor of my 40 episodes, I am having one of the podcasters and one of my very good friends back on who kind of launched me into the, well, I was going to say stratosphere of podcasting, <laughs> the world of podcasting, my little, my little hub <laughs> that I've got. Uh, thank you so much, Erin Martin, for joining me again. I am so excited. I am so happy to be here. Congrats on number 40. That is huge. I mean, some people stop after five and I don't blame them. Because totally. Yeah. <laughs> you can kind of, you kind of can get something called pod fade and I get it, you yeah. know, cause it just becomes this weird, wacky world and not that, you know, it gets any easier, but it is fun if you can just sustain it and you stay passionate and interested. And I just love that you're still doing it because uh, you're I, so good. You're so oh, good at thank it. Thank you. I really appreciate yeah. that. My brother, um, I started when I was overseas. He's been doing a podcast called Insane Ramblings, little plug, for about 10 years. So he was right there at the beginning, but he does it about once a month. And when I started putting them out weekly, he said to me, oh, you know, you're going to burn out. You're not going to make it, kid. And I was like, I'll show you. I'll show all of you. <laughs> so to make it to oh 40. Oh, my God, you did show him. You showed him. Yeah, Seriously. Look, the things I can do – out of spite it's like I I was vegetarian once for five years because my brother was like you can't do it (laughs) that's like Avery on 90 day the other way I don't know if you're watching that right now no I haven't but I've been listening to your podcast oh gosh she's marrying this guy who lives in Syria I don't know oh my god just so horrible what's going on there right now but she's basically doing it as like a huge rebellion. And the last thing she did was become a vegetarian. So it like went from becoming a vegetarian out of spite and then like marrying a guy from Syria. I'm like, that's a huge jump girl. Like it, she's yeah, only like, get a nose piercing. I mean, that's a... what we did in the nineties. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and get through it. Keep it moving. I was so annoyed when I rebelled against the machine and got an eyebrow ring. I mean, I came home and I was about uh, seven, about 18. And um, mom goes, oh, that's so beautiful. Fuck's sake. Like, I can't even rebel right. <laughs> no. Okay, here's the thing. I didn't, my parents didn't freak out either. I mean, my parents were uh, an odd combination of really devout um, Christians in a way, but also very, like, hippie. You know, they were yeah. in, the, in a cult, like, as I've talked about many times. Yes. So when I did that, they were like, oh, that's cool. Do you, man? And I was like, what? I'm like, I thought this was going to make you upset or I wouldn't have done it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) This is not okay with me that you're okay. Yeah. Uh, The first thing my mom actually said to me is, what if somebody punches you in the face? And I was like, well, I think I'll be worried about that as opposed to like the nose ring that gets caught up in the crossfire. Holy crap. Yeah, I I mean, obviously you're walking around. I'm not really throwing down the local high school, but. Well, not like um, Kelly from Real Houses of OC this week, just talking about getting arrested in high school, starting fights with old ladies. I mean, let's just get into it because. Good segue. Thank you. Fighting in high school. I know. She met up with her friends. I mean, those girls, you can just see looking at them was Lisa and Christine were her friends, long-term friends since high school. Those gals got up to trouble. Oh, yeah, they were trouble. I mean, they were kind of fun. It was. I always think it's fun to see a peek into a housewife's old life Me before too. they were quasi-famous, not really. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so... Yeah. That I love that her friends were all just overly made up, sitting there at lunch with her, talking about how crazy they used to be and how they've put their fists away. And I was like, mm-hmm, well, some of you have. I don't know well, about Kelly. Yeah. But... And the Kelly's like, well, you know, I hit two people. And then her girlfriend's like, uh, hard? She's like, medium? <laughs> I was like, fuck's sake. No, I found that a very odd question when they were like, hard or soft? 
like if you would tell me I hit two people this weekend, I'd be like, why? What happened? Tell me everything. Instead, they were just like hard or soft. That's so true. I didn't even think about that. That's such a weird first question. Well, they fully expect Kelly to just hit people for whatever reason. (laughs) So that's very telling that their only follow-up question was like, what kind of damage was done? They didn't even ask about anything else. But freaking Shannon's still complaining that her head's sore. I mean, this is the next scene. Who knows how long it's been? They make out that it's been a few days, but it could literally be weeks or months have passed. (laughs) She's like, oh, my head's still sore. My spinal fluid's still leaking down my back. So bad. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. She's ridiculous. And I don't want to see any more bad uh, procedures ever. Although I know we'll be subjected to them constantly on these shows. This was about the worst one in terms of them explaining the procedure and then showing her face that I've ever witnessed. And I've watched them all. Well, she gave us her O face while she was getting the O shot. I mean, it was... It was a lot, but I have to say, like, I'm kind of on board with this, not um, necessarily, (laughs) not necessarily for the orgasms because I'm not having any sex, but it, with the incontinence, like I'm a 30 year old woman and 85 year old, like Mormon woman's body. That's just like seemingly had 17 children. I'm like the Bronwyn of the group. I have not had a child. I'm 30 years old and I'm literally on bladder pills. I went away for a girls weekend a couple of weeks ago and I was like, Oh, better get my bladder pills. Otherwise I'll be, you know, waking everybody up all night going to the toilet. So if it helps with incontinence, sign me up. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you know what? If it helps with incontinence, I need it too. Now I've only had one child, but you would think I'd had 12, right? You know, because I have the same thing. I'm like, jump on the trampoline for exercise. No, thank you. Like I'll be peeing the entire time. If I jump on a trampoline, no, no, no. I don't want to be as I talked about on my hard. podcast. No, I can't sneeze too hard in the car. Forget <laughs> it. I mean, we have to be on alert for peeing our pants at Absolutely. a certain age or just if our bodies backfire at some point. So I get it. But Shannon explaining it actually took me over the edge. Like my stomach did one of those flip things when she talked about putting the shot directly into the clitoris. And I'm sorry to repeat this, but it's on the show. I'm like, I I don't, I I can't even believe I just said it again. I'm sorry, everyone who heard it, but me (laughs) hearing it the first time, I had a visceral reaction and I usually don't whenever they talk about like badge tightening, blah, blah, blah. And I'm all for like the surgeries and the procedures and whatever, if I could afford it, I'd I'd be doing it all too. But that got me. It really did. It made me like really gross out. See, that's funny because I was so nonplussed about it, but I think only because I just got like my whole face redid yesterday. So I've been like, you know, poked and prodded with all of the 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 tocks and the needles so I was just I was like yeah this is normal because whenever I do that I'm like I'm okay I feel I'm a housewife I'm okay. <laughs> I, I know right I'm okay with the face I don't know girl maybe it's just me I have weird things about needles in certain places and I guess that is one of them and I've never thought about it before I so thank you Shannon for opening your eyes to that yeah yeah Look, it's a weird I'm learning new things about myself it's not somewhere that you want, uh, you wouldn't choose a needle there if you, if there was another option, you know, if you could just get like an injection in your, in your arm and it increased your orgasm and cured incontinence. Look, that would be obviously preferable, but look, this is why we watch these shows so that we can learn about ourselves. That's right. That's right. We can learn about ourselves. I had someone text me um, and say that Archie was really the star of this week's Mm -hmm. show. And I was like, he kind of was because he was the only interesting thing going on. It really felt like a bridge episode. I'm so in love with Archie. He is just the most beautiful beautiful. dog. (laughs) Speaking of, how's your little foster kitty? Oh my God. He's at my feet right now. He is just sleeping like a little angel. He is so sweet. He is like us. He's got every health problem under the sun. I'm literally, it's my first, for the listeners, I haven't spoken about him actually. It's my first foster cat. So I'm, he's only eight months, but he has dental issues. He's uh, not so much bladder incontinence, but bowel incontinence seems to be an issue. 
Um, and he's had cat flu and stuff. So I'm nurturing, hopefully nurturing him back to health. But we don't know at this stage whether or not it's we're gonna we're gonna make it with him. He's happy as a bloody oh clam. Like like he has got all this stuff going on, and he is just the happiest little cat I've ever met. So affectionate. He sleeps in the nook of my arm every night. Like I'm in love. Oh my God. I'm dying. I'm actually dying over <laughs> here. I, my, we had two beloved cats who we lost two years ago and then that's what, or three Aww. years ago. And that's when we got a dog right after yeah. who, whom I love, but I, I never under, I never knew there was like a foster cat program where you yeah. could help nurse a cat during hard times. Like, do you then wait for him to be adopted out by someone else? How do you give this that's... cat up? This is like blowing my mind. Well, I would look. be, I would have 150 cats if I fostered them. This I would is keep the them. worry. I, I even had a dream a couple of nights ago that I was fostering um, dogs and I was just adopted about 17 dogs and I was crying because I'm like, I, I can't afford to give them the love that they need. There's too many. But I couldn't give any of them away. I'm not Lisa Vanderpump. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just one woman in a one bedroom flat. <laughs> so I, honestly, this cat, like, I don't know. I'm, I, I need to, on the down low, I think I'll probably adopt him myself. But I do only because I don't have any animals at the moment. And he's so affectionate. But I do That's want to right. be you're able to foster. You're a match and he's we're sleeping in your crook of your arm. Oh, and you know what? Ridiculous. He just heard you say that you were going to adopt him. So now you have to follow through. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> do Honestly. you think someone is going to foster Gina and bring her back to a oh, normal God. adult state? Look, Gina, Gina, Gina. I am so... And we saw the um, preview for next week, jumping ahead a little, that Gina has slept with her ex. So he was messaging her this week, um, flirting with her, trying to get in her pants, which really fucking shits me up the wall considering um, that, you know, he, well, he's trying to now cheat on his girlfriend with, the wi- with his wife uh, that he left for the new girlfriend. It's all very convoluted and just goes to show his character and I was so proud of her when she said that she uh, turned him down basically and told him where to go and then next week we find out she's she's slept with him and it just makes my heart hurt because I so get that situation it's so complex complex and especially if she's been you know let down with this date oh it's well, I know, and this isn't just some guy. He is the father of their children. Yeah, exactly. They have ostensibly shared not not just intimate moments together, but moments seeing their babies born and staying up sick with the kids. And, you know, like... Exactly. That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot to leave behind and just be like, now you're just my business partner. Now I just co-parent with you. So I get it. You know, we've seen friends and all of us know people who go through this. It's However, horrible. we do know from the headlines that he's also allegedly physically abusive which really it speaks to how um confused she is too right exactly you know that she probably feels some measure of like control or like maybe she's scared or maybe she gets sucked back into that honeymoon period it can be quite we can make all kinds of guesses right yeah I mean I think it can be quite addictive as well it's like Mm -hmm. um what's that show that was just out with Nicole Kidman and Meryl Streep in a cold um, oh my god big little lies, big little lies. Yeah. I'm thinking of that there you go and look that's mm-hmm. a tv show but I'm sure that situation happens where you where when it's kind of melded with like sex and intimacy it becomes exciting and you know this whole and also if she's feeling vulnerable and rejected if he wants her back you know it's 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 very confusing. It's not we can't just say oh well he's a woman basher and he cheated and you know therefore she can leave him. It is emotions involved and emotions dictate everything. <laughs> Fucking emotions. Right. And if something was terrible all the time, you wouldn't be in it. Exactly. It would be easy to leave. That's not what an abusive relationship is. And you know what? Neither of us are doctors and we don't even pretend to play one on a podcast. So we're not going <laughs> to we're not going to go that deep. We just but empathize, I think, even, I think. Even from complicated relationships otherwise, if it were if some if something were fucking terrible all the time, you just wouldn't do it. Exactly. That's human nature. It's that's not how life is. That's not how relationships are. So I really my heart goes out to her. I think her life is a disaster this year. Yeah. I think being on this TV show is probably 
not helpful, but if it's helping her get a paycheck and Mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't know, feel like she has something to hang on to, then maybe it is okay. She just seems like she is spiraling. I mean, she has no furniture in that apartment. She just sits on that floor with with word art hanging everywhere. It is so depressing. Oh my God. Who has word art, but not furniture. It's mind boggling. It's her priorities are like word art, no couch. It's like I'm trying to <laughs> pre- everything you need to know. I'm preparing for this new apartment that I'm going to move into early next year, and um, I'm getting excited by uh, buying little things like fresh towels and you know like uh, picture frames and things to like jazz up the house. But yeah, I mean, I I can't afford a couch, so I'm just spending like piddly bits of money on silly things like tea towels that don't really matter. So I kind of get it, but I'm not, I'm not a you know housewife. What, girl, I, I do too. I do too. I should take back everything I just said because I do that shit too. I'm like, you know what? This little tiny bird will look great on the end table that I haven't purchased yet. Like oh, I will totally do things out of order as well. But Gina knows she's filming and that's the thing too. Oh, it's like, damn. you know, cameras are coming in and you're just like, you know what? Screw it. <laughs> Maybe we love her for that. I don't know. I My heart does go out to her, though. I, I want her to be okay. What do you think about this whole date getting cancelled, um, her blaming Emily? I mean, surely Emily couldn't have no – like, she thinks that Emily is trying to hurt her by setting up her with, with somebody that had a girlfriend because that's what it turned out to be, this guy she was going to go on a date with. Turns out he had a girlfriend. He claims he broke his toe. Who knows whether or not that's true. It wasn't a good enough excuse for Gina anyway. Which, let's be real, like, unless it's the big toe, it's not going to be that painful. You know, like, take a, I don't know, Panadol and move on. But I really don't believe Emily would do this to hurt her on purpose. No, no, no. No, I don't think that for a minute either. I mean, I think this is all ridiculous. I think... Gina is an example of what is that saying? Hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. She's really hurting this year and she's and she's trying to hurt Emily in the process because she's finding that the mean girls are f- feeling bad for her. So they'll sort of take her in and won't be such assholes to her anymore. And that's making her feel like she has some power and mm-hmm. maybe some stability on the show. And so she's being ho- horrible to Emily. It's really awful to Emily's watch. And Emily is going through some shit too. I mean, she's going through stuff with her body, with her health, with Mm -hmm. her gross turd of a husband. So that was the one thing. Gina just can't be past it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And the one thing that really put me off this guy that that Gina was being set up with was the fact that he um, was Shane is Shane's cousin. And look, yeah. I don't know that that's a family you want to be getting involved with when you're trying to get over an abusive husband. So it's probably for right. the best. Still wasn't very pleasant to watch. Can you imagine? Yeah, oh, Shane's Lord. cousin wants to go out with you. I'd be like, no, thank you. I don't care how many toes he has broken. If he <laughs> looks like this big toe or acts like this big toe, right, standing right in front of me here, mm-hmm. and then I don't want anything to do with that asshole. Exactly. Shane is the worst. The I worst. still have a, a strong, strong feelings of hate toward him, which I know is a strong word, mm-hmm. but he triggers me. I don't like him. I hate how he treats Emily. When he was at the table this oh. week, shushing her up for ordering food, I wanted to reach out and gouge his little beady eyes out of his head. And then he called her, they were talking, uh, um, uh, Gina and, and Shane were talking about Emily's health, which I don't like anyone talking about my health, especially in front of me. Like, quiet yourself, fuck off. You get to something when you get to it. And, and, and just, he's like, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. Like, first of all, don't call your fucking wife pathetic. And then Gina right. chimes in and she's like, go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. Why did she go to the doctor? I was like, holy shit, stop saying doctor. It was literally burning my ear holes. And I think she puts on that accent stronger to make herself feel a little bit more unique, which I know there are not relative degrees of unique anyway, to make herself feel unique in Orange County. Like she's like, I'm from Long Island. I talk like this. Yeah, I think she enhances it. Not all the time. 
She does. She does. She's, oh God, I still, I want the best for her. Like I said before, but she's being super, <laughs> super annoying with Emily. And for her ganging up even slightly mm-hmm. with that human void, Ugh. Shane, against her friend is not acceptable. No, it's disgusting. Like if my friend did that shit to me, I would be pissed. Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. am impressed, like, Emily is, you know, going, following in Shannon's footsteps, doing the weight loss journey. And honestly, she's just scored herself a second seat, a, a third season, because it is such a good way to get people on board, get people on your side. And, you know, now she's got a story arc, like this weight loss journey and including the arthritis and, you know, like going through this whole process of, rediscovery that comes with weight loss and gym and all this stuff and also including Tamara and Eddie in her life like I think that's a really strong move on her behalf it is it is and it also pisses me off for her because I I really like Emily yeah I think she probably doesn't belong on the show but if she's on there fine she needs something to talk about she's talking about something real which I totally appreciate who among us cannot relate to body mm-hmm. image of any kind, any struggle? Exactly. You know, and weight is a huge one for so many of us. So yeah. I'm, I am, I totally applaud her for that reason too. But going to Tamara, the woman who called Whoa. her Shrek and who has been an evil fucking shrew to her since day one to talk about weight loss really pissed me off. I'm like, you're rewarding this evil bitch by being vulnerable in front of her and letting her be in charge of your weight loss just so you can promote her stupid gym that nobody goes to. Exactly. Like, you are really scraping the bottom of the barrel here, Emily. And I get why she's doing it because then it can tie in with one of the main players as a storyline, but it really, I don't know. I think she lost some integrity doing that. I love that she's doing it. I hate who she's doing it with. Yeah, I agree. And it really worried me for all of, you know, Cut Fitness's clientele that Tamara basically, <laughs> she like coffee shamed her or latte shamed her. I'm like, girl, if the girl wants a sugar and milk in her coffee of a morning when she's got three little kids and Shane, let her have the coffee the way she wants it. Not everyone needs to drink oh, a black coffee. <laughs> Like, no, that. hell no. I mean, when you come for the coffee before you're starting to talk about uh-uh. tacos and other things, like, you need to take a step back. Take- I mean, nutrition is nutrition. I agree. It's helped me. I, t- I lost 40 pounds at one point Ooh, yeah. because I changed my nutrition. Mm-hmm. And so I've been there. I went to a nutritionist at one point. I've done, I've done all the things, which I talk about on my Patreon, patreon.com slash pink shade. Whoop, whoop. Anyway, <laughs> I talk about that stuff because it, it is something that is close to my heart too. Like I, I get it. However, I think Tamara is just so stupid. She's yeah. so stupid. She's like, well, the coffee and the cream and the Splenda. It's like, shut up. You just want something to, you just, you're not even real. Like she doesn't even understand real struggle. She was mean to Shannon when Shannon complained about her weight. She was like, all she does is complain. She never does anything about it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. She is just the worst. And I hate when anyone goes to her with body image issues, because mm. I feel that Tamara is the worst person to go to with your vulnerability having to do with anything, let alone your body, Absolutely. which is not her forte. No, but I, I don't like that. I don't like that Tamara's involved. And also, Eddie is like the most boring guy ever. <laughs> but if he can help her, then that's great. Mm. And then Emily can also lose the 160 pounds of husband Please. she has after she gets to her weight goal. I, I mean, honestly, I hope she does. I, I think she's beautiful, and the weight that she is, I don't know that that has much to do with her arthritis worsening, but it could be that her diet is inflammatory. So I am a nutritionist. Um, I don't know if we've ever discussed that. That's what I studied, but I never discussed. There you go. I have so many little tricks up my sleeve. That's the only one. Don't ask for more. But yeah, she she probably has an inflammatory <laughs> diet, which is making her you know, arthritis flare up, which if they're doing the holistic, you know, meal and exercise thing, great. I thought Eddie was great. I think he would be really like kind and sensitive, especially since having his heart problems to help someone on a weight loss journey until he mentioned the word obese, which I do not appreciate. I was like, oh, like just like always is very triggering to me. I know it's like a technical term. Even if it's like the medical term, you don't want to hear that ever, right? Yeah. Or 
no. morbidly obese. Whenever that would like fly around in, in my clinic when I was studying, I'm like, just let's just not. Like if somebody is larger, they are aware. <laughs> you don't need to throw terms like morbidly obese in their face. Well, it's interesting. I've been reading books on different, you know, addictions, food, mm. alcohol, different. We've talked, you and I have talked about addiction yeah. stuff before and how that language is so loaded and the language has done a lot of detriment, you know, and I think Absolutely. obese is one of those words that does a lot of, it, it causes pain and it also characterizes you as just that one thing. Do you know exactly. what I mean? Kind of like alcoholic or addict instead of someone with alcohol use disorder or someone with addiction. You know, it's like a person with, yeah. like we don't really say a diabetic anymore and right. autistic person. We say, oh, they're on the spectrum. Oh, they're suffering with diabetes. Oh, and so, but obese is one of those words and I'm just being preachy about it right now, but I think it needs to be fucking 86 gone. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to hear that word anymore. Like you're struggling with your fat percentage or you're struggling with, you know, being healthy, obese. obese what the hell? Please. That, it feels like it An feels attack. like really old, gross language. Yeah. Yes. And so I, I was like, Eddie, are you reading from like 1985 manuals <laughs> with this? Like, that's not okay. <laughs> Well, and then I, I didn't like how the producers flashed her weight on screen. I was like, oh, no. did they? I didn't even notice that. Yet? I was probably taking notes. But I mean, my, oh my, my friend posted something recently. She's a, a, a larger girl and she has two kids. And her little kid, her little son, like a four-year-old, was like, mommy, um, why are you fat? And she's just like, I'm not fat. I have fat. I'm like, she's like, that's not my character. That's what I, I, I just have some fat. I'm like. Fuck yeah, I love that because whatever you I look like is not doesn't like if I have a big nose, I'm not my nose. I have a nose. I have a big nose. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. we and the same right. with illness, like you were just saying. It's I just found that like really interesting, you know? And empower, right. and, and empowering, like take taking your body back, taking your identity back. Look, so it's I like think this thing. is what I'm. This is what I'm struggling with. This is what I'm working with. Or this is a diagnosis that I currently have yeah. and I'm treating. Not I am this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, I am obese. It should not even be in our language. I just really feel that. That's you know, I feel that. But it, it's my sister-in-law. So funny. She's like, we were talking about other labels one time, and she's like, it's like if you have strep throat like a couple of times, and then you're like, hi, I'm Erin, and I am strep throat. <laughs> like you don't. <laughs> You don't have to like fucking identify it's with some so shit true. you battle. Yeah, you know exactly. what I'm like? You're right. Like I had glandular fever in high throat. school and my <laughs> Hi, I'm Kirsty. I'm mono. <laughs> I'm chronic sinus infection. <laughs> so yeah. true. So like what yeah. to be shamed for it. We don't where, do it with where, anything where. else. Oh, yeah. Bullshit. Obese. Fuck off, Eddie. No, just kidding. Fuck He's off. okay, but Look, whatever. Uh, He's okay once he's, in a blue moon. Once in a blue moon when he's not wearing like his crazy red shiny suits and, you know, Tamara's not yelling at him about wanting anal. Those two are really oh, Lord. weird. To understand I never understand that couple. But I, so <laughs> this is what I was wondering about. Bronwyn brought up to her husband, and this was the most cringe conversation ever, where they're just dancing around the fact that Bronwyn wants to fuck Tamara. Let's be real. Um, and... And Bronwyn says that, oh, Tamara's really pretty. Don't you think she's pretty? And her husband's like, yeah, she's, yeah, she's pretty. And um, Bronwyn says that Tamara and Eddie had talked about the fact that they do threesomes. I am so sure that last week I heard that they didn't. Like Tamara was like, Eddie would never go for that. Am I? That's what I thought too. Is that no, what you heard? I'm... Okay. That's what I think I heard. Uh, you guys out there, tell us what you yeah, heard. We have, I have no idea because I was having the same thought. I'm like, what? She didn't say that. And I'm like, oh God, these people. Bronwyn is just reaching with this like, I do threesomes. I have a sex apartment. It's like, oh God, <laughs> you have seven children. Yeah, what if we, it was a baby? We know you Has no choice in the sex. matter. <laughs> yeah, we know you have sex. Also, like these children have to go out into the world, into schools oh. and like have parents talk about like, do you guys really want to be these parents on TV? Terrible. Like, I, I'm not a prude. I'm off. Go have your threesome or whatever. But, like, to be out of the gate first season housewife, not even know if this is going to turn into anything yet. Mm -hmm. You know it's, what I mean? It's a bold It move. just, I was like, what are you doing? Like, is this really who you are? Again, I've said it before. I don't know who she is. Exactly. Because I don't think she quite knows who she is. And I think the issues with her mom and how just 
in my opinion, evil and awful her mom is and what a narcissist she is. I think that has a lot to do with her struggling to be like the popular, fun, free spirited woman who Mm -hmm. really isn't like that at all. No, exactly. And in that way, she kind of reminds me of Teddy that like so highly strung um, and driven to the point of, of really severe anxiety, but trying so hard to be chill and everything that like she wants to be like Denise Richards, that whole like just very effortlessly cool, chill vibe. But you can see the the wires turning in her head constantly watching herself through the camera lens. Like, am I doing this right? Am I, uh, how does this look on screen? And it, it's, yeah. it's, it makes me tense watching her as it does with Teddy. That's just how I feel. But I, yeah, totally. I mean. Like I have CJ, my jaw is clenching when I yeah. watch I'm like, stop, stop at the chalkboard. Stop talking to your husband about the weird threesomes and Tamara. Like, n- none of this is really true. I don't think it just doesn't feel, uh, yeah. it doesn't feel like Denise was like, yeah, I got Aaron a hand job. I don't know. It's not I saw a like, hundred year old little Asian woman in a back alley. But you, that shit was believable, right? Because well, she was like, yeah, Charlie brought prostitutes to Thanksgiving dinner. I, whatever. I get, I made her a plate. Like, oh, yeah. you, like you said, effortlessly chill yeah. with crazy topics. That's who she is, but that's not Bronwyn. That is who she is to me pretending no. to be. It just, feels very, it doesn't ring true. It feels very odd. And I think she's taking a lot of weird chances for a sliver of a, just a tiniest little sliver of fame that might come from the show. Right. She seems yeah. to have a new topic she's trying out each episode. You know, we did the PTSD with her daughter or OCD, sorry. Um, now she's having threesomes, wild sex with her, her husband and, you know, the mum storyline, growing up around, you know, watching people doing drugs and in that crazy music world. And Yeah, you're right. There's something every episode that she doesn't quite know where she's uh, fitting in so she's just like throwing everything but the kitchen sink at the wall and hoping something sticks (laughs) yes yes exactly like next week she's going to be like and this right foot isn't real you know and pop it off like she's gonna pull it a viva yeah yeah it's just like what's what's your next party trick you know are you gonna have your weird little chalkboard and try to make that happen please no god please don't do that anyway I'm not really enjoying her as much as I'm just kind of staring at her wondering when is the facade going to crack yeah that's what and I'm it will and that's always an exciting time when uh, like sometimes it can take seasons <laughs> and eventually <You're> so funny. <laughs> look it's always an exciting time it's in housewives exciting time in a young Metamorphic. woman's life <laughs> <laughs> the first time they get a beat down by the public Speaking of housewives getting beat down, we got a glimpse of Alexis Bellino this week. That was fun. Drinking a mimosa with an extra shot of vodka. I mean, living your best life. Right. And did you catch, (laughs) did you catch, Kirsty, that she would just returned from Thailand, excuse me, 36 hours prior? Because from what I hear, I think Kate Casey spilled this tea. So thank you, Kate, Mm -hmm. um, that she filmed on Below Deck. That's why she was oh. in Thailand. So we're going to see her on Below Deck, and we're seeing her on this show. So methinks Alexis Bellino is trying to get back on TV, y'all. Right. She wants back in the Bravo-verse. Yeah. She well, does. Yeah, I know. no, I'm not desperate to, to have Alexis back in my life, especially now that she's happy and content with this new guy. <laughs> I'm such a fan. I know. she's so so typical Alexa though she's like people who see us say they've never seen anything like our relationship I'm like really really bitch yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's like oh I see you haven't changed you've just moved on to a man who doesn't need a chin implant so congrats oh that ex of hers what a horrible horrible man I still think Shane's worse to be honest I do too how crazy is that that's wild pretty bad pretty obnoxious but Shane is worse yeah, mm. I well, agree. That's any, really saying uh, something. Any final thoughts on OC? You know, I, when they showed like the super trailer for the rest of the season, mm. my first thought was, are we halfway through this bullshit? Like, I didn't really think we were, but I guess it's we are. Up. Yeah, I felt the same. I'm I th- like, hmm, it's kind of weird, but I, it, I was like, it looks like Vicky is being trotted out. They're bringing that old horse out. <laughs> 
you know, every single scene basically in the trailer for the rest of the season, they're showing her screaming at people. We know her engagement's coming up. My final thought on the engagement, since I'm touching on that, is that I know that there's a fight that goes down at her engagement party, and I know her engagement party is the season finale, so I can oh, spill that tea. Oh, okay. Right. There was a booth on the ground cub reporter in the pink shade with Aaron Martin Facebook group who posted pictures there on the night it was filmed, like, months ago. She was like, here they are on the curb. Here they are under the tree. They're blocking the doorway. And they were, like, crying and screaming. And it was, like, amazing. So that's the finale. That's coming at us. Number two. Yeah. When Vicky was like, oh, my God, I know he has the ring and the thing because, you know, I just know it. It's like, yeah, bitch, because you bought it. You know she bought that (laughs) ring, right? Is that that for real? Or you just assume? Oh, God. I'm assuming it. And also, like, I would stand by that as a fact in a court of law. Yeah. Even yeah. though I don't know it to be true, it's true. Right? I mean, she bought her own moment. That was so weird when yeah. she's like, I'm just going to walk over here to the cart and um, you guys chat about the my upcoming proposal that he's definitely going to do very soon. <laughs> Vicky, Vicky, Vicky. I was on the Jenny McCarthy show last week and Jenny said from her very, very good source that Vicky did not know she was a friend of <gasps> until wrapped oh lord doesn't that change things considerably because she is like really in the mix and I thought I could just picture Vicky just being like whatever like fuck off if she was not a full-time housewife but no see I thought she was extra thirsty because she was like clawing (laughs) trying to claw up the ladder again but I did too if she didn't know that changes Mm. everything I'm watching with new eyes same girl, same. This week I started watching with new eyes because I thought, oh, she thinks her engagement is going to be the main event of the season. Obviously, that's going to be the finale. She has no idea that her ass is getting demoted. Even though she was like hissing and making those weird, crazy faces in the bedroom when she was grounded <laughs> during the last fight. It was too good. Wow. She still thinks she's the main player. So that's fascinating, isn't it? If it's true. And I think yeah. her Jenny verse is pretty good. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. wow, interesting. Wow, wow, So we can, yeah, <laughs> listeners, we can watch with uh, more informed eyes the rest of the season. Yeah. Well, just before I let you go, we have some exciting news uh, on the horizon. Do you want to tell my listeners what's coming up? We do. Okay, well, you guys, if you don't listen to me, my podcast is Pink Shade with Aaron Martin, and I cover – reality TV of different varieties. I really started with more Bravo centric things and 90 day every once in a while. I have since really expanded my 90 day fiance coverage. Whoa. Like I'm in deep <laughs> and, and housewives too, but lighter on the housewives. However, I've wanted to branch out. So Kirsten, Kirsty, and I have talked about what can we do to collaborate and that isn't housewives because you cover that so much, mm-hmm. not really Bravo. Not 90 day. Here's what we've decided on. Temptation Island. We're going to cover it on Pink Shade. Now, that does not mean I'm not covering Housewives or 90 Day or Love After Lockup or sometimes like a weird documentary or cults or whatever I do. But <laughs> we are going to commit to cover Temptation Island this new season. I've already watched the first episode online. It's I'm... dropping October 10th. So by the time you publish this, it'll be out. Oh it'll ha- have air. So exciting. And it's amazing. I, I watched it when it first came out like 10 years ago, and yeah. I have not watched it since. And then it kind of had a resurgence last year, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, so that last. We launched it. This is sort of the second season of the relaunch, I guess. So it will come up as season two. That's what we're um, covering. But it's technically like season five or something if you go way back when to when it all began and I watched one of those at least when it all began Mm -hmm. back when not many reality shows were on except these kind of weird you know like I've watched everything and not just the flavor of love rock of love I watched like oh rock of love I watched (laughs) I mean I watched the really low brow stuff and I watched this too but I did not watch the most recent one so when I saw Mark what is it Mark S. Wahlberg cracks me up because it's like 
Ma- same yeah, as the famous when Mark they said Wal- Mark Wahlberg, I'm like, Marky Mark? <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah, I know. I was like, no, 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 it's not that one. It's the other one. <laughs> when they trotted him out, I was like, dude, where you been? Where you been yeah, boy? So, you know what, though? There's four couples. They are they have huge problems, of course, because why would you come on here unless you had enormous problems? Naturally. And it already looks amazing. And I'm really excited to cover it with you. It's going to be on the Pink Shade podcast. We're not sure how many times a month, but we're committed to covering it. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that. So and watch for it, guys. York, if anyone um, is following Pink Shade on Patreon, you're doing the first episode with Mary Payne this week. Yeah, you know what? So we have, um, it's actually a separate Patreon from Pink Shade. We have a Patreon called Hey Bunky. That's and that's right. after uh, being bunkies in prison from our Love After Lockup shared um, obsession, which we have with a <laughs> lot of listeners too. And so we call everyone bunkies. And if you want to join that Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Hey Bunky. You can come on in and you can be a bunkie. And at different levels, if you get up to the top level, which is called Nicole's Makeup Store, and if you know 90 Day Fiance, you understand that reference. We give you something instead of nothing for your money. And you can actually make special requests of Mary Payne and I to recap any show you want. So someone has asked us to recap one episode of Temptation Island as they, before they knew I was going to do it um, on the regular pod. And so Mary Payne and I are going to cover the first one. And then, Kirsty, I think you and I are going to really dive in. Let's get we in can backtrack. Yeah, we can cover the first one, like kind of back, you know, backtrack yeah. and just talk about it. But we'll probably get into it, guys. I'm thinking like the third week, fourth week of October, and then just go the whole season. We're Amazing. doing it. I'm so yeah. looking so- forward to that. So, guys, follow the Pink Shade with Erin Martin podcast. Subscribe mm-hmm. so that you check out those episodes with the two of us and catch up on everything else that she's working on. I listen to it religiously. It's hilarious. Every episode with Mary Payne from Pain in the Pod podcast is always fantastic. When you do 90 Day Fiance and Love After Lockup, like, I mean, if I'm sure all of my listeners are right down in the trenches of trash watching, just like us. So it's, it's, love it. uh, it's therapy. I love it. It's, it's great. so good. It's my passion to just, stay in bed and watch these trashy shows on my laptop and give myself a sore neck. <laughs> 100%. Exactly. Give me a remote. Give me a pillow. Give me some TLC, WeTV, Bravo, and I'm set. I'm done. I couldn't I'm be good. happier. That's my best life yeah. right there. Give me a little foster kitten at my feet, <laughs> oh, cup of tea. Yeah. You're laughing. So um, I love it. We've mentioned Pink Shade. You can follow the Pink Shade podcast on Instagram, on or Twitter? I'm not sure. Do you, I don't do Twitter. Do, yeah. you, do you tweet? <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I do. I do. You can follow just me at Erin Leah Martin on any of those places, right. or you can go to tasteofreality.com and click on podcast and you can find my page there and I have a merchandise store and you can find my blogs there, which I write a recap for 90 day the other way every week. And I'm going to be recapping something else coming up. I'm not sure what, but it's all there. If you go to tasteofreality.com and click podcast, you'll find pink shade and everything that goes with it. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining me again for my 40th episode. Yay! I wish I had like a huge bunch of balloons to set into the environment, <laughs> ruin the turtles' lives. But here's Thanks. me just clapping for you. I'm so happy for you, Kirsty. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much. All right. So let's get into a little bit of Real Housewives of Dallas. Uh, last week when I was chatting with Mim, um, she posed the question, what is with Rick's um, eye patch? Well, we got a few DMs about this from you gals and guys. And um, so it seems like he's got a detached retina. Because um, I remember, yeah, early on that we did see him without it. So apparently it was, I don't know. Look, I don't know how... Um, eyes work all that well if you believe that um so but what we heard was that he had may have had a torn retina and then it completely detached so now he just wears the eye patch all the time um not sure if that means there's still an eye there and it just doesn't work or if like he had to have it completely removed wears a glass eye who knows um, I guess we we just have more questions that we need answers. 
Um, one of our listeners does seem to think that there would still be an eye there, but it, but he would just be blind in it. So I, I don't I don't know I don't know. But that kind of answers the question. Apparently, it was talked about in um, season two. Sorry if you can hear some weird clacking <laughs> in the distance. That is my new foster kitten playing with um, the string of my blinds. And look, he's having the time of his young life, so I'm not going to stop him. <laughs> Sorry, you'll just have to tune that out. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to get in solo into Dallas because it hadn't come out yet when I was uh, talking to Erin yesterday. I'm still working out this time difference stuff and now with the ever-changing schedule, release schedule of the shows. So... As usual, I apologize, um, but I like to get the episodes out to you as quickly as possible once the show has been released so that you're not waiting, you know, from Wednesday when you see the episode till the following Monday. Um, if if that uh, works for you, if it doesn't work for you and you would prefer, you know, the earlier in the week shows, you know, let me know as well. Working around you guys as much as possible, but it's, yeah, I'm, you know, timelines and bravo timelines and it's just all it's a lot you guys and over the weekend we went into daylight savings so I literally don't know up is down down is up black is white like life is a roller coaster it's just all too much I flunked out of maths in year 10 which is I don't know I think the American system is different that's uh two years before graduation (laughs) I don't know how it all works over there (laughs) I think I'm about 16 or 15 in year 10 anyway that was a while ago I'm getting off track so yeah that's pretty much um what happened there and as always please feel free to dm me if you have any questions or answers for me or if you just want to touch base I love getting messages from you I love getting um what's some jiggers um reviews on itunes or wherever you listen to this that's really cool here make sure that you subscribe i'm just going to put this little plug in the middle because no one listens to the end like let's be real i don't even do that but let's um yeah let's let's try and try and subscribe because then if i change the date of release or i'm a little bit late like i was last week you'll still get it automatically downloaded into your app so you don't miss a thing. All right, Real Houses of Dallas. So we have this like Leanne's lingerie shower um, as Carrie, new Carrie, Carrie with a K, so eloquently puts it, who has a lingerie shower at 1 p.m. on a Wednesday? And I mean, look, that is bizarre. I think they're probably just working around Bravo's filming schedule, but that is weird, right? I mean, we saw, like, we basically open on Kerry Duba of the Duba Dick phenomenon um, and Stephanie walking down the street half naked. <laughs> it's so weird. And I don't know if you guys ca- caught this, but I certainly did. Casual as anything, Carrie comes out with, Carrie with a C, Carrie Dubadick, comes out saying, um, I had to put on three pairs of panties so my lips wouldn't flop out. I'm like, ah! <laughs> Like, girl, I feel you, but that is a bold sentence to be putting on TV as you walk down the street dressed like a sex worker in the middle of the day it was just it was a lot you guys but you know what I am here for it I would never turn my back on a scene such as that it was it was bizarre I love how Cameron rocks up and she's basically wearing like a full nun's outfit like um like she's in the family cult or something buttoned right up to her neck not showing (laughs) just showing her ankles (laughs) And honestly, if there's anyone that can pull it off, it's Cameron. She is like one of the most beautiful women, strange, gazelle-like, lame-legged, strange women ever. But physically, like her skin, I literally want to peel it off her and wear it as my own Silence of the Lamb style. It, she's a goddess. 
goddess woman. Um, all right. So we're at this little party. My notes are all over the place. So if I kind of stop and have a little moment, that's because I'm trying to make some kind of sense out of my notes. I got too excited and I was writing all over the place. But yes, Leanne sort of, this is a confused theme at this party. Leanne rocks up and she's dressed kind of like a, like Britney Spears in circus era. She's holding a baton. Uh, she's got the top hat. It's all happening. Um, but is that the theme? Because I thought it was Moulin Rouge. So I think they're very different themes. I mean, look, everyone's a little bit confused. We've got Cameron in her, in her uh, cult Mormon um, outfit. We've got <laughs> Leanne leading, leading the pack of the circus. Um, and we've got Brandy seemingly just wearing her underwear of a, of a Saturday Eve that she's spending at home playtime with her husband. So it's all very mismatched. And honestly... I support it. I mean, they all have bodies to die for. Oh my God, Cameron's quote. I wrote it down word for word because it just killed me. If your breast implant is above the muscle and it's scooching out the top, ho. If your legs are exposed and your cleavage is flying out at the same time, ho, ho. <laughs> God, she's a cracker. She honestly just, she just kills me. Like I just, I've, she's really grown on me. I didn't really, like, I'm not really on board. I'm not interested in this little feud um, between Stephanie and Cam. But look, I just, I love Stephanie. And she's the prettiest freaking crier I've ever seen in my entire life. And from now on, I have to call her Little P. Because that's what Travis called her when he walked in the room. I'm not sure if you saw that, but he's like, hey, little P. I'm like, oh, my God, that's fucking adorbs. He's gotten so much better. And I'm glad, like, I really hated him season one when he was, you know, giving her lists of things to do when she was organizing that party, controlling her every move. He sort of seemed like he didn't trust her to run the household. Um, but he really, they seem really happy. He seems like he's really done a lot of work on himself and work on their relationship and I am happy for them because they seem like really nice people. I liked um, Travis helping Deandra out, especially after she fucking cancels the meeting last time for a hair appointment, hair colouring emergency. I mean, girl, that is so unprofesh and obviously Deandra hasn't got a professional bone in her body, but I mean, even I, who has not, not a once stepped foot into a boardroom or an office knows you don't cancel because of a beauty treatment. Girl, what is your trauma? Well, I think we know what her trauma is. Her trauma is Mama D setting her up to fail. That's my question this week. Do you believe, as listeners and viewers, um, that Mama D did set her up to fail so she could sort of be like, well, I told you so, I told you you couldn't do it. I don't never understood this whole competitive streak that that that, that Deandra talks about with her mum and her mum's spoken about, like there's jealousy between mother-daughters and talking about that like, like it's common. Um. But as soon as Travis related, he's like, yeah, my dad was really competitive with me too. I mean, is this a thing? I'm really, like, that's really sad. I'm, I feel lucky. I've never had that experience. I have a brother and we have very different interests. We've never had, com like, I've never had a com com compared competition with my brother. I know siblings, it's more common, but I've never heard of that with parents. That's just, it makes me really sad. At the same time, Deandra is a spoiled brat and... You know, complaining about starting fresh at 50. <sighs> Girl, please. I actually couldn't handle that that bullshit. I mean, yeah, it's stressful when you've got money issues and your, your business is going under. I'm not, like, underestimating how stressful that is. But as if you're not still a fucking multimillionaire, you little fucking brat. And... You're not starting fresh at 50. You're starting. 
Like you haven't worked a day in your life. I mean, come the fuck on. You did a business degree and then what? So that's what you maybe finished your degree at 21 and now you're 50. So in the 30 years, she's freaking out because she's never worked before. Like, Just put in a 5% more work and I'm sure you'll save the business in no time. Oh, Jesus, take the wheel. Um, okay, I'm in a real singing mood today. It's really nice. I don't sing when I'm depressed, so I must be happy. This little cat, I keep making up the lamest songs about him, but I think they're hilarious. So no harm done. Right. Oh, Cameron's daughter just jumping around made me laugh because how the frick did Cameron of all people end up with a footy playing like down and dirty tomboy for a daughter. It's just, it's brilliant. I freaking love it. But I did not love her uh, asking, why do kids go to camp? And the daughter whispering to misogynistic, tiny man caught her husband saying to get away from blondes. Like that does not come from a child. A child doesn't say something like that without hearing it from somebody they care about, AKA their dad. I mean, and it was awful because Cam's just like, what, what did you say? And she's already talking about feeling left out. I think that was very telling and it makes me sad. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I don't, I don't think I am. (laughs) I think, I think Court is nasty, nasty, nasty man. I think he's a good dad. I think he just has zero respect for his wife whatsoever. Okay, just having a little sipski of water. So we're back um, at the party. It was a pretty uneventful episode. That's mostly what happened. We're just hanging out at the at Leanne's lingerie event in the middle of the day. Um, we had the yeah argument between Steph and Cameron, or you know argument sounds a little strong it was trying like I was proud of Steph she's trying to speak her mind you know and she does it in a very reasonable way um of course she gets upset like I would be frustrated too I can also see where Cam's coming from being that she has apologized and she has been genuine in her apology I believe they it's time to just move on from that argument because there's nothing more that can be done to try and fix it they just need to sort of it just needs to be water under the bridge at this stage in my humble opinion now the main thing that came out about this episode is the little uh, sexy game questions and answers game that Carrie Deba put together for Leanne and inexplicably they're BFF now but like I don't know we like I, honestly I just I, I mean I, I we missed something I guess in the six months that the show has been off the air or 12 months whatever it's been there's housewives on all the time like praise bravo but obviously I I we don't know what happens when they're not on our screens but correct me if I'm wrong did Leanne just say that she has fucked her husband-to-be through a glory hole in the neighbor's fence. I heard, all I heard after that moment was like white piercing noise in my head, like, like everything just went silent and I had this high-pitched screech in my ear and if it was there was a bit camera lens, it would just be like zooming in on my eyeball. That is pure shock. And I blacked out. That is the most insane shit I have ever heard. Not just on a Housewives show, not just on a Bravo show, but on any television program to date. I feel like that the what? <laughs> I have so fucking many questions, you guys. Uh, who, uh, what did the neighbor think? What does the neighbor think now when there's just a random 
dick level hole in the fence. Does it, did they have to pluck out the splinters for the next two weeks? How is that pleasurable? Why is that pleasurable? Why would, I just, I don't understand. And I don't think I'm a prude, but I'm questioning everything I know about lovemaking at this point. <laughs> and if Leanne is in seemingly quite a healthy relationship for the level of crazy that she carries, I mean... Is this what's keeping them together? Like, do I need to drill a hole in the fence? Is that how I'm going to keep a man? You guys, it's a lot. That's that's all I got. It's, it's overwhelming and it's a lot. Leanne was pissing me off that she's tragedy competing again with, with uh, Brandy. I mean, we come to expect it. If she doesn't do that at least once an episode, it's like, who even is Leanne? But you know what? At least Leanne had a double wide trailer. Brandy only had a single. I mean, it was rough. Like, you can't just keep throwing your molestation in people's faces and you can't assume that other people haven't been sexually assaulted. But not everyone just wants to scream and shout about it on a public platform. Oh, Leanne, she is struggling through this life on this mortal coil that we call Earth. I feel for her, I really do. Um, but I, I don't know, I don't know. She's kind of set in this, this is who she is now. I hope the wedding brings her joy. I am nervous about it because I don't know about you guys, but I've known several couples that you know been together almost 10 years and then as soon as they get married something changes and the just it just ends within the first year do rich and leanne still live like live together already because maybe that'll be okay then like less less of a transition the better um another question if you can send it to me i believe they do it looks like they do but maybe that's just because they're filming at her house together all the time i'm not sure Anyway, um, I think that's pretty much it from me. The only other thing I was confused about was uh, Leanne's talk, like when she's mentioning the parties she's having, the amount of parties, I was like, whoa, that's a lot, calm your farm. But then she's like, well, most weddings have 10 to 12 parties. Is that true? I mean, I am not really into weddings, surprise, surprise. It's not my thing like a traditional wedding I'm not really into engagement parties or baby showers or you know the the afternoon tea things that people do like I guess I'm just a fucking grinch Uh, (laughs) I don't like joy but yeah I mean 10 to 12 who's ever had 12 parties to celebrate their wedding and if you are I mean should you be getting married if it's like when people spend, you know, hundreds and thousands of dollars on a wedding because the wedding is the goal, not the marriage, you know, a.k.a. Brittany and Jax, um, Schwartz and fuckface. My perfect wedding is just literally eloping or going to the freaking, um, why is my brain not working, you guys? You know, we, the courthouse and just signing it off and then just going about my life as per usual and living in my one bedroom by myself and we can live in separate houses, we can be married, <laughs> but we just, just keep doing our own thing and nothing changes. So I don't, I am, I am so fucking bitter. <laughs> oh, life, what a laugh, you guys, what a laugh. Anyway, if anyone has comments, if you've been to... Uh, 12 parties before a wedding let me know you can dm me on uh at reality tv and me on insta or my personal instagram at kirsten moore underscore music also on insta um, i have a facebook page for generally it was my music but i'm not making music at the moment so it's all just about my uh reality tv passion at the moment it's about reality tv and me mostly i mentioned when the new episodes are out uh any interviews i do with other people 
So that's just Facebook slash, oh, did I change it? <laughs> I don't know if I changed it. It's either Facebook slash reality TV and me or Facebook slash Kirsty Moore Music, Kirsty with a Y. Either way, it's in the notes section of the podcast. All right, that was convoluted and uh, extensive. I made that episode way more difficult than it needed to be in my solo <laughs> endeavors. Uh, I love you guys so much. I'm taking a couple weeks off just to relax and enjoy the 40 episodes that I've made. And I'll talk to you then. I'll miss you. Love you. Bye.